Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, uh, the coziest game room on the internet. My name's Chris. My name's Corey. And we are coming back at you with episode number 34, Corey. Ooh, ooh. 34. And every week it's always just like, oh, look at this number. It's like, wow, okay, wow, 34. Cool, cool, cool. Keeps getting bigger. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of the the joys of playing video games is just, you like watching the numbers go up? Well, here you go. True. And if you ever get tired of video games, just uh, make a podcast. Once a week, that number goes up plus one and you're just rolling. Oh, so satisfying. Yeah, that's very (laughs) nice. Uh, Corey, have you had a good week? Has it been nice? it has been a good week. Spring is in the air. Mm-hmm. My recently planted peach trees are not, well, yeah, they're blooming. Like there's leaves on them. They're sprouting all yep. of that. One of them's like set to produce this year, but in like July, August was going to be a bit. Okay. And our olive tree, uh, as of this morning has its buds and it is set to produce this year. Like, wow. and it's going to be, ridiculous i hope you like olives Um, yeah that's lovely just if any of our listeners want olives (laughs) i will jar them and send them to you because it's going to be like thousands of them so i could olives from a tree in south carolina (laughs) just hit me up you know shoot us a quick dm with an address yeah i'm not a huge olive fan um i've grown (sighs) to be able to tolerate black olives um like i'll have specifically with like i think it it depends like i'm not going to some people are like i will put olives on everything like olives on my sandwich and i'll eat all whole and like yeah that's disgusting me um me though like better I've, than you <laughs> you do have a more refined palate i'll i'll give you that but like you know whenever <laughs> we're cooking and we're doing specifically like Mediterranean dishes. Like there are plenty of pasta yeah. dishes that we'll do where it's like artichoke hearts, olives, things like that, yeah. that are like really good. Like it brings out a lot of really good flavors. It's just, I've had to really grow accustomed to olives. Whereas like my father-in-law, very much more like you, he'll just, he'll take, he'll sit on the couch and just eat a, a jar full. So yeah, if you, if yeah, you have much since I'm I'll, uh, I'll dole those out over the course of a few years and every birthday he'll have something Looks, to look forward to. <laughs> I, I do say this because I don't know if you know about all this, but they take like almost a year to like brine and soften up. So essentially they're just oh, really? rocks off the tree. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I would, I will jar them and get them set for you and send and send them your way, but you won't be eating them until next year. So, okay. Well, ne- next year on his birthday, I think he'll be retiring sometime next year. There so you I'll, go. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll hand it off as a retirement gift. So, yeah, um, but Corey, um, I think we have to apologize to our listeners somewhat. Um, we lied to them. Um, did we? I lied to them. Yeah, we we lied. We well, we said coming into this episode we would have um some thoughts about some of the new releases. And oh, we don't we really don't. like we have um, the games. Like I physically yeah. <laughs> own some of the new releases, but I have yet to boot them up in capacity. Yeah. We're both kind of in the same spot. You've been cranking through Elden Ring. I am so close to the end you of Elden Ring close. and so close to the end of Triangle Strategy. It was just like I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to part from those and just like yeah. start in on something else knowing that I was that close. Um so today's episode is a little bit of a detour. Next week though, look forward to it. Kirby, Tiny Tina's, whatever we got coming up, it's it's coming. We're going to do it. But today Again, I no I'm saying again, I say that, but like I'm in the in the thick of Elden Ring. Like for our listeners, I do have Tiny Tina's, and I want to play, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, I want to beat Godric. Yeah, and, yeah, but that yeah. is a conversation for later on. <laughs> um, but yeah, Corey, today though we're gonna dig into a question that we actually had submitted by a fan a little while Ye- back. Um, something that was kind of suggested that we liked the idea of, and it was kind of, I think specifically it was, what was your favorite platinum to earn? And we kind of like, we kind of adjusted it and we kind of like broadened it out to say like, you know, memorable completion, you Mm -hmm. know? So 
maybe our favorite, maybe one that for whatever was very frustrating, but still memorable and also not necessarily a platinum could be a game that was from 30 years ago before platinums existed, but we hundred percent of it or got close and, you know, we're able to kind of like have that experience. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. There's uh whenever I was kind of going through making my list, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Like, yeah, 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 this is, this is, this is coming back to me now. So, um, I'm excited to hear what you've, what you've got, Corey. I'm excited to hear what you have. I have, oh, yeah. uh, three or four on my list that, okay. um, I'm excited to talk about. And, um, I know you have about the same amount. So, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Why don't you, before we get into like our favorites, what, um, encourages you to go get a platinum trophy for a game? That is my first question. Yeah. For you. It's, you know, it's funny because I, f- I feel like the big thing for me is an incentive. Not even like, I don't, I usually don't feel like platinums or even trophies in general are necessarily like by themselves, huge incentives for me to just play a game. Like if I like a game and I want to see the story through, but I'm not really interested in a lot of the side stuff. I'm not going to go out of my way just to do it. Like maybe before, like whenever I was younger, I mean, I mm-hmm. remember doing like, um, hundred percenting Assassin's Creed two and getting yeah. all of the feathers and getting all like all of that stuff. And it was a drag because it was so much of these just nonsense collectibles, but it was just, I mean, I was in high school and it was, I was like, what else am I going to do? Like it's, it's, you know, Nowadays, though, I think a game really has to draw me in for me to be like, okay, I want to I wanna keep up with this. Like, most recently, I, it's not one that I'm going to talk about necessarily, but, like, Sifu, um, Platinums, yeah. went through, like, did all of that stuff because, like, I really enjoyed Sifu. I was driven after having beaten, I was like, you know what? Like, I want, I want to see if I can actually do this. And I think that that's the... I think that that's one of the big things. I know different people are like really like trophies. Some people don't. Some people think they're kind of useless, pointless. I, you know, I think the nice thing about trophies is, I mean, sometimes it gets me to do something in a game that I may not have done otherwise. Like, even if I love the game, like it may, I think in their best ways, they get you to play games differently, like try different yeah. weapons, try different mm-hmm. builds, try different approaches to things. Um, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes they can be nonsense, sometimes whatever, like, you know, getting a trophy for just like completing a story thing is, is yeah. whatever. Like it, right. it's fine, but it doesn't feel like an accomplishment, but yeah, I mean, I think whenever it like, when it challenges you to step beyond and actually like, really embrace this game for more than what you're required to do. Like I think in a lot of ways helps me to like better appreciate the game. What about you, Corey? Like, I mean, you've, you've gotten a few, I know that you've there, you know, in our conversations here and there, you'll be like, I'm going to, I'm going to go for the platinum. Like I've just, it's clicked. I'm going, um, I, I, I mean, is it I just, kinda, it might be just as simple as that for me. It's more of a, I absolutely love this game. And I'm really, really enjoying it. And I want to see everything that it has to offer. Because you have more Platinums than me. I think counting two that I'm going to talk about today that I have, checking basically by the trophy list of what it is now, but are older games. I have, yep. I think, 12 Platinum trophies. Mm-hmm. And I think you're sitting in like the 20s, if not 30s on that. I Yeah, um, I'm sitting in like the mid to high 20s, I think. But for me, it's always just like I am adoring this game. And I need to go and platinum it. There's been like two exceptions to it where it's just like I've tried and it's just not possible. And that I guess it's one exception. It's Persona is possible because you have it. But Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal. But mm-hmm. I am in the like high 80s in percentage wise on both of those. Yeah. And I look at something and I'm like, oh. I don't get that until like 30 hours in. Do I really want to yep. go and like replay all the way up to like that yep. point just yep. to get it? No, I, I love this game to death, to pieces, but I can't. I, I just can't yep. Yep. will myself yep. to do 30 hours for that little satisfaction of, again, I say this, we'll talk about my hardest platinum trophy here in a little bit, but um yeah, just to like do all that work, just for like that little like screen thing to pop up and be like, you got it. 
Yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, that's where I am right now with like Elden Ring, for instance, where like I enjoyed enough that theoretically I would, I would be more than happy to go after the platinum. And that's, and I mean, this is kind of how all from soft games are, but the big ones for them are the like ending trophies where it is like, yeah, complete descending. And like, yeah, mm. I mean, you, it's, it is very simple to just save and reload that whole thing. Like just kind of yep. like save this, do this thing and then pop the trophy and, and then pop back. And like, and that's what people most of the time do. Cause like with Elden Ring, I think it's like five different endings that the trophies six account for. Yeah, something like that, five to six. And and that's the thing, is like I mean, I like I I don't care enough about it to sit there and just try to line all those up and then scum through it to pop all the trophies or to play right. through it five times in succession <laughs> to get all <laughs> of the endings. There it is. Um yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's that kind of stuff. I think it's like, is it really worth it? Like here and there and at the end of the day, no, it is the true is a trophy worth it. Not necessarily. I think it comes down to, especially as you get older, it comes down to like, is this adding to your enjoyment of the game? Like, is this platinum? Is this like, is the extra stuff? Is that like spicing up the experience? I couldn't really think of a good word for that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, is is it enhancing it? Is it making it better? Well, perfect. Well, I guess I will lead off for us. I'm going to go with my most, I'm going to go with my first platinum trophy or what would quote unquote be considered my first platinum trophy. And that is Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy aka okay. like the first game i ever had and the first game i the only game i had for a long time yep. and i played the absolute ish out of it um so that much so that of my first ones too because it was like yeah. i think i got that in like 2012 ish well i mean this is a, i'm talking like ps2 like 19 like 2000 2001 is one okay so you mean just you mean in the sense of like a hundred percenting the yeah. just like playing the original on PS2 and and a hundred percenting it just like to completion. Yeah. And so gotcha. and I I mean I looked at trophy list afterward, not afterwards, but like I think a year or so ago and was just like, I remember playing like so much of this game. Let's look through and like what what did I get? What did I miss? Kind of a thing. And and I basically mm-hmm. Not basically, I did get all of that. I went, I was looking through, I'm like, got that, got that, got that. But I remember as a kid on the playground, a couple of my other friends, they were playing it too. One of my friends was like, Hey, did you get all the power cells and see the secret ending? I'm like, What? What are you talking about? A secret ending, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And he was like, You gotta get all the power cells, man. And that moment of being like, There's more to this game than like I didn't know, you know, as a kid, yeah. just like, yeah. Huh? And going through and finding all hundred power cells and then going to like the end area and there's like a whole extra cutscene that you had no idea about. Yeah. And it shows an entire like cutscene that basically leads straight to the sequel of uh, Jack 2, aka um I'm hardcore grunge like edgy now. Um yeah. Yeah. that's a different topic for another day of like that transition <laughs> game. Um but I just distinctly remember just like being awed that like what what is this like there there's so much it was kind of that moment of a kid where it's just like you fully are just mesmerized by what a game does and then you're like hunting that high you know for me like 22 years later of like (gasps) kind of a thing and yeah i think but looking at this that was a game i played for basically like just a year played through it multiple times, even after like I every time I'd go get all hundred power cells and see the same like cutscene over and over again and do each and every which thing that you could do in the game just yep. because I'm like, I'm loving it. And one, this is the only game I have, and only game I'm playing. Um, yep. but it's just like it's just so freaking good. And then my parents were like, Why don't we get you more games? And then came in like Kingdom Hearts, Ratchet and Clank. Crash Bandicoot yep. XYZ. And, you know, yep. here we are yep. now, again, 25 years later. Why don't about, we get you more? Uh, games? <laughs> you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's a really simple one, just kind of out the gate. Um, but it was okay. just one of those things where it's just like that, that sparked like that moment yeah. of being like, let's, let's dig and see what games like have, because there's always more to it than meets the eye for any game yeah. essentially yeah. outside of uh what is it? That click mayonnaise game or whatever it is. Um, you know what I'm talking about where it's like you had to click it just over and over again. And eventually, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There, that's yeah, all there is yeah. to that. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the, I mean, that was really not, I wouldn't say like the golden era, but like when we were kids and playing a lot of games, like that was kind of a feeling that you just don't really see anymore because it was a thing where so much of what you learned about games was either through playing through it yourself or hearing rumors from mm-hmm. friends. Like there weren't yeah. a whole lot of resources for you to like, I mean, yeah, if you subscribe to a magazine or like later on with like G4, there were like, there could have been opportunities for you to learn a little bit of these things. But by and large, it was like, if you were going to hear about some secret ending or whatever, it was like you heard it on the playground. You heard it like it was, it was something that you wanted to actively see yourself. Cause also, I mean, you gotta keep in mind, like, yeah, by the time we were done with high school, YouTube and things were a thing. But like when we were playing, when we were growing up, like you, it's not like you could just go and look up the ending. Like yeah. <laughs> you would have to like, not, if you wanted to see it, you just had to see it or you didn't see it. And that was it. Nowadays, like the other day, um, uh, there was talks of like Andrew Garfield being in like the Morbius movie, which apparently is an uh-huh. awful movie. And I'm like, I don't want to go yeah, see it. Look, no, just like <laughs> I pulled up on Twitter and it was and I looked up, just typed in like uh, Morbius post credit scenes. And I mm-hmm. watched the Morbius post credit scenes on Twitter. I'm like, no, I won't spoil it for anyone. Uh, but I was just like, oh, yep. sweet, good, good to know. That's cool. And like yeah. I did that in a minute. And back then that was not a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And I think it's just I the mean, power of what we can do now. Yeah. And I think it does like, especially cause I don't know. I mean, the, it's a double edged sword, but yeah, I mean, especially I've come to appreciate it as a dad somewhat because like, as a storyteller, as somebody who wants to really like immerse myself in stories and learn things like I'm, I'm resistant to not just play a game that I want to play. Like if like to just, or if there is a game, like I, I'm much more likely to go through and like, even if it's a game that I feel kind of lukewarm about play through it to see rather than read a summary. But that has Mm -hmm. been one of the big benefits of like, the internet age now is that, yeah, I mean, you don't have to waste your time seeing Morbius. If you don't want to, you can just kind of like Mm -hmm. read cliff notes, watch the post credits and be like, okay, I've got, I got what I needed to get from that (laughs) without having to sit there for two hours. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely helpful. I, I am always down for anything that, uh, lets me respect my time a little bit better (laughs) because, um, yeah. <laughs> Lord knows I don't do that myself sometimes. So, tooch, tooch. yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That's my first. What you what you got for our first one? Uh, I'm or just to kind of yeah to to kind of thread along the same lines. Um, I think one of the big ones for me that's pretty obvious is like really any Ratchet and Clank game. I mean, I have yes, pretty much. Yes. I mean, legitimately have platinumed five or six of the Ratchet and Clank games, but whenever you factor in like playing the old PS2 titles and just like getting all of the mm-hmm. skill points and getting all of like, um, and you know, I've Every gone through multiple of them and yeah, I've gone through multiple of them and gotten everything. Um, and I think that, I mean, like, that's the thing. I think Ratchet and Clank games like thread this balance where, realistically i mean their platinums are not that difficult to get like usually it takes a couple times playing through the game like um it does usually take at least a couple of times because you'll play through it and then it'll always unlock like a challenge mode that comes with like gold Mm. weapons and like some of that kind of stuff um but the game's not really different there's not like a bunch of extra content it's just like more weapons more explosions more like multipliers and stuff like that um but I think it just has this like really, it's always had this nice balance where it's like, 
it's a game that I love playing and I want to stay in more. So it just clicks in me. And it's like, well, I mean, obviously I'll go through and I'll, I'm going to collect everything anyway. Might as well just, yeah. I mean, they might as well give me something for it. But also too, I think one of the, like I've never just run around them for hours, but I think one of the neat things that, and this is kind of like a through line for a lot of my choices is like, they do genuinely reward you with something good in doing like a lot of that content in the fact that like, Across all of their Ratchet and Clank games, they have the Insomniac Museum. In yeah. I think in most of them, if not all of them. Yeah. And it's basically this big interactive behind-the-scenes exhibit where you go through and it's it's set up like a museum where all there are all these kiosks and it's all like, here's a conceptual rendering of like what this ship looked like in early stages. And here's this like idea. We used to have this mm-hmm. idea for this character. And a lot of times it's like there's commentary from developers and stuff. And so it's very like, if you're really into that game or Ratchet and Clank in general, it's kind of this like invaluable resource where you're able to go through and you're not just watching a video, but you're actually like playing the game, running around and getting to experience some of that. Um, And it's kind of neat. I mean, I like, I think those games in general, I mean um, that era just in general, like for us, I think it was just such a fun thing to be a part of i mean like the yeah it's not on my list but like the sly cooper games when they came oh, out with their so like collection um and then also with sly 4 i mean like i think the only one of those that i haven't platinumed is sly cooper 3 and but with all of them i mean that was the thing it was just like i enjoy playing this enough it's not it i mean it's challenging in the sense that i'm having to search for things and whatever but it's not like super hard so it's not I mean, why wouldn't I? Like, why wouldn't I? Right. Get it? So, um, so yeah. I mean, those are the Ratchet and Clank games are pre- pretty much like the ones that just a new Ratchet and Clank comes out. I'm gonna play it because I just want right. to play it that yep. much. So, so yeah. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, like Rift Apart, the one came out last yep. year. Yep. Um, yep. That's an incredibly easy platinum to get. I, mm-hmm. I have it as yep. well, and yep. but it's also one of those things where it's just the especially with the ratchet games now this is the only platinum i have but i was looking through my trophies and i'm like i think crack in time i sit at like 92 percent on okay. ps3 uh oh the remake i think i sit in the 70s i know for the original trilogy those were also games where it's just like this is the game that you're getting for your birthday and you know as a kid you yep. can't buy your own game so it's just like well this is the game i'm playing till christmas kind of a thing yep. and yep. um those were games where I don't know. I've never gone and checked and see if I have the platinum or would be hundred percenting, but I'm pretty sure I'd be, com- right. I'm, I feel confident saying I'd be close, but all those were, it never felt like a slog to go and get or do the things that it asked of you to do to yep. 100%, especially in Rift Apart. It's always just like very easy, very attainable things. The things that usually just kind of happen naturally as well. And the other ones that are a little tougher to get are always just like within grasp or it's always just something ridiculous that you have to do combat wise not ridiculous but just like you wouldn't think to do it and it kind of happens by accident and the game's like ha here here's the thing you know because like you did this random thing that we have almost designed within the game for you to accidentally do at some point and so i i really appreciate insomniac um and they do this with the Spider-Man games as well, because they have Platinum Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. They mm-hmm. Their trophy systems are very obtainable, very straightforward, very easy, but also always very fun. Sometimes a little tedious um, looking yep. at those Spider-Man games, um, but nothing ever where I'm just like, I am not enjoying this anymore kind yep. of a thing. So shout, Interestingly, shout out to you, Insomniac. Um, yeah, yeah. Interestingly, um, I was just scrolling through my platinums to kind of see what the um, percentage rate of earning was. Um, so Rift Apart had like, at least at this point, has like 16-ish percent of people that have played Rift Apart have the platinum. Um, and then go back to the reboot in 2016, only like 2.5% of people have the platinum for that. Hmm. Um, and then even crack in time, it's like 3.8. Like it's, there was like a huge jump in rift apart where like a lot more people played that all the way through and to that completion. Um, 
oh, than well, some also, of the other ones. I think that's also because I think platinum trophy hunting has become more common, I would say. Especially, yeah. I, I would say COVID had a little bit to do with that. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, there was such a lack of games coming out um, really across up until now that people were going back and playing a lot of old games or having a lot of time to play the games that did come out. Um, and so I can, but it does feel like, especially since probably I would say 2018, there has been a big bump in trophy hunting, I would say, or at least that from what I've seen. And I get that. Um, yeah, I don't know. And also, I mean, into the, or I was going to say into the Nexus. That's a different one. Um, the uh, Rift Apart, they, I, I do feel like that one was a lot more straightforward. Like you just play the game a couple of times, mm-hmm. you pretty much get it. Um, I think some of the old, older ones had a, had a few more like requirements that were a little more out there. Um, so, so yeah, I can see, the, I can see just people in general not necessarily going after it as hard. Um, but yeah, what you got next? Oh, I was going to hit my hardest one. Oh, hardest um, one. Yeah. yeah if hit you're, um, and this is kind of the, uh, um, the crux, I think, of why this one came up. It's uh, yeah. Fall Guys is okay. by far the hardest platinum trophy that I have earned. Simply I because. imagine. It's relatively easy outside of one trophy. Now, if you haven't played Fall Guys, it's a great game. It's a battle. We've talked about it before. It's a battle royale, a little racing uh, game where you're like this technically gigantic bean and you're doing wipeout style um, races, obstacle courses, and like challenges to make it to the end. And um, the toughest trophy in this game is that you have to win five. Um, shows in a row is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And so each, uh, anytime you enter into a show, each one, it's like a TV show. It's like there's episodes for the season and you have to win the show. And so it's not win five episodes in a row, which would also be very difficult. It, it's not like finishing first, 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 and then first again. It's like, oh, well, I've done it. No, you have to win the entire thing five times in a row which means you can't okay. goof, you can't screw up, and you can't mess up. It doesn't matter if you go, like, if you're finishing second or, or if you're just barely qualifying all those before, as long as you win the last race. Then you have to do that five times. And, the, and so me, um, my friend, and his friend, um, and we would always probably get a rant, a rando in there, but we probably yep. spent about a year trying to get this. Um, <laughs> they, they would do it pretty much almost like every other night or a couple yep. nights a week. This was like their main game that they would play for about like an hour, hour and a half at a time. And I would jump in whenever they needed a third. And yep. I, there would be so many times where we would win three in a row. Um, and then all them like we flame out in the fourth one just yep. because it requires yep. you to be almost perfect throughout, like no screw ups, no mess ups. And this is a game that yep. just thrives on chaos, thrives on other people causing chaos. And it's such a tough game to like if you did this solo, I, it would be insanely impressive. And I would like to say we did cheese this trophy. I will get to it in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, it's almost impossible to do just because the amount of chaotic um just how much the game thrives on the chaos almost prevents this from being possibility but it was so fun to do as a group and especially because the game introduced essentially like a mini um like team mode essentially where it was only like three it was a trios and it was only like three episodes a show instead of having anywhere up to six. And so okay. it'd be like, okay, we do one, we move on to the next round, we qualify for the final after that, and then we'd win. And eventually, I think it was like last October, last November 21, um, we finally got it after about a year of trying just because of how difficult it was. Yep. And um, we, had, we had all been on, like had every other trophy the entire time. Yep. It wasn't like, oh, well, I need to do that. Everything else is very obtainable. 
Yeah. Just that last yeah. one is like nigh impossible. And I would yeah. love to know if someone did it solo because we found like the game mode to cheese it and we got it. And it was so satisfying, so fun. We've barely played since then. They play a little bit more, um, but not nowhere near as much as before because it was just like the it was like the holy grail um, or the lost ark. It was just like unobtainable, un- unreachable. Yeah, and it would always just be so devastating, especially if we would make it to like the end of the fourth round and just not win at the end. Yeah, um, because yeah. it counts in a group. If one of you wins, you all win. And so, as oh, long as okay. one of us was winning at it, that, that was why we kind of that game mode helped. But the reason why we'd always play together is because okay, if one person wins, we all get the crown. And yeah. then, yeah. and so you kind of have a one in three chance as long as you're always making it to the end. Yeah. And that's, I mean, just to cut in really quick, I know you have a few more thoughts about it, but yeah, I mean, so I never, I didn't play like a ton, a ton of Fall Guys, um, mainly because like usually I was just playing by myself and that was kind of the big thing. Like I imagine if I were in there with a few more people, um, I would have like had a blast and this would have been something like, especially when I was younger and like playing with people all the time, like this would have been something where it was like every night you're coming in and playing this. Um, because it was like, and cause that was kind of like the core model of it was like games like Fortnite games, like PUBG and call of duty Warzone and apex. Like they're so hardcore competitive. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much about like, winning and performing and like fall guys it's it was like it's a game that feels virtually impossible (laughs) to really do that just because like because it is a game that thrives on just random chaos like i mean obviously having gotten the platinum like it's you're it's plenty possible to succeed like even if you had not gotten the five wins like just the fact that you can get three wins in a row i mean proves that like there is there is a factor of like skill in there, but the I mean the game being what it was, I mean it was so often just like people falling into each other and knocking each other off of the platforms, and that was just like what the game was. That's what it yeah. thrived off of, um, and that's what the fun of it was. Like I mean, it wasn't really it never never seemed like a game that you could go into and just be like, this is my competitive. Like I'm gonna be. I'm going to be platinum ranking this thing. Like we're going to be, we're going to be like esports level, just fall guys teams. Like maybe that could happen, but it, it mm. definitely has never yeah. seemed like the game for that. No, definitely not. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of like multiplayer games that, that uh, where there's trophies, but this feels like one of the few multiplayer games where it's just like the only way you're going to get all these trophies is by like with cooperation with other people. It, yep. Again, I would love to hear if someone's like gotten that trophy like on their own, just like through solos. Um, but so much of it is like it requires like you working in tandem, like with other people that you know, not even like squatting up with randos, like in hope of getting even like not even that trophy, but the other ones. And I think it was like a very fun experience, just like being able to do that. Cause we once like I got it, we all got it. Cause again, yeah, this was yeah. like something we'd all been working on. We had all had the trophies. Imagine that's how it is for a lot of people who go for it. And it was a very just one of the hardest, not one of the hardest, the hardest platinum I've gotten, but might also be the funnest one I've gotten just because I like, I got to share that with other people and we, it all yeah. happened at the same time. Yeah. It was just all just like, okay, again, like 9 PM Thursday night. All right, we're going for fall guys. I'm cracking open a beer, like, you know, just eating like junk food. And I don't know. It felt like I was back in high school. It was just so much fun, but also disgustingly hard. <laughs> just brutal yeah yeah that that is that is mine for the hardest yeah i can um yeah my my hardest one is i believe let me see if i put anything else there other than the one that i'm thinking of okay so i i have two that i'll kind of like set up as one of them being the legit probably hardest and well, okay. So I'll differentiate it by this. Um, so the the two that I have on here are Deus Ex Human Revolution and okay. uh, Call of Duty World at, World at War, um, which was like Call of Duty 5, essentially. Um, Human Revolution is a game that I love that the um, that was a very hard 
trophy to get for like glitchy reasons. Um, World of War was a was probably harder, but was the most like bullshit trophy that yeah. like <laughs> I played it on 360. I didn't get a like a platinum for it, but I did like thousand out of a thousand for it. Um, so I started out with like Human Revolution, like um, Human Revolution for whatever reason, like. I am in love with as a game. Like I've played it through it like three or four times. Love it to death. It's very like, yep. I'm not sure if you're super familiar with the newer kind not of DSX games. Um, cause there, there are only a couple of them. Human revolution came out like over 10 years ago. And then mankind divided yeah. came out maybe like 2016, 2017. Um, it sounds right. But human, I mean, it's very, it's an immersive sim. So, I mean, if you're, like have played something like dishonored or prey or something like that. It's similar. Um, but it's very, like very centered around stealth, very centered around, like you, you can go through the whole game pacifist, like kill nobody. There are plenty of options for that. Like there's a sniper rifle that shoots tranquilizer darts. You can have like a stun gun. You can like, there's, there's all this kind of stuff. There's plenty of options. Um, but one of the biggest things like, so I looked it up. This is probably also my rarest platinum. It has a 1.5% uh, platinum rate, um, which I mean, probably, I mean, it's partially just due to the fact that like I've, I have since learned that a lot of people hate <laughs> revolution because of how just like glitchy it can be because it is a thing where right, right. like the biggest, I think the biggest trophies that gave me a lot of headaches for this were there are a couple in in there that are go through the game never killing anybody and going through the game never setting off an alarm um and so like it's feasible to do those things like they're challenging but some of the biggest problems being and like you could look up any guide and it'll tell you this essentially that it's like you basically need to save every five minutes because like it can, the game can just like, you could stun a guy and then like the game could reason that like, Oh, well you stunned him in the face and like it fried his brain. So he actually died. Like there's that kind of stuff where it'd be like the game would yeah. just kind of like, even though you used a non-lethal method, the game would kind of like, you'd headshot somebody with a trank dart. And even though it should just put him out, it it, the game's like, oh no, it actually killed him. Yeah. And then you don't know because like, you know, you're not, you're not thinking to check it. So then you go through the rest of the game and then it doesn't trigger. And then you don't know why. Yeah. Um, and same thing, with the al- alarms were like, you could something, something could register that shouldn't have. And so it was very much a right. game where it was like, I mean, you legitimately didn't know, like you were looking for the only thing you could go by was like at the end of a mission or something like that, you would get like a bonus or something for like making it through that mission stealth and not killing anybody and whatever. And if that didn't pop, then you knew, okay, I need to go back and (laughs) I need to play through some of that (laughs) and see like if something went wrong. Um, and so like, that was the, like, and I don't know. I never got frustrated with it though, mainly just because like I loved that game. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed playing like immersive Sims in general. Like it's funny because I didn't grow up playing classic old PC games like thief and the original deus ex games. But like that genre hits hard for me, like all the dishonored games, the new prey, the deus ex like all of these kind of first person immersive sims where you're just like open sandbox let's go let's figure this out like hitman kind of has a similar vibe a little bit different but like you know has that kind of same thing they just they hit me in a big way and i love them um but then on the flip side of that um world at war was an absolute nightmare for no reason (laughs) other than it it was like (laughs) Yeah, so World of War came out between Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. And it was like, I think it was like when Treyarch, like this was the game right before Black Ops, the original Black Ops um, that Treyarch did. And it was World War 2. And it was so, like, it was was interesting. Like this is the first game with zombies. Like this was the, like this was kind of this big thing. And I remember really enjoying playing it. And at that time it was kind of, I was kind of like big into Call of Duty hype. But, and I had played, I think, veteran 
mode on like Call of Duty 4. And so I was just like kind of going through it, whatever. Um, but World of War was this like, even in retrospect, like you look at it and you kind of like hear people talk about it. It's this thing that like they had a couple of features about it that were just nightmarish. One of the big things being it, it tracked where you were moving in the level to determine like when spawns stopped. So like if you were hiding behind this wall and you were trying to just pick off some guys so that you can make an opening in advance, the game would keep spawning enemies like in certain areas. Like I think it was in all levels, but in specific levels in general where it gave trouble, like it would just keep spawning enemies forever until you made it past a certain point wherein they would then stop spawning. So there's this like infamous level where it was like, I think you were, you were playing as like the Russians trying to storm like the, you were trying to storm. I can't remember what it, what it was, but you were trying to storm like a big German outpost. And it's kind of like, there are a lot of, these like bunkers and stuff and you're having to kind of move between them, but it's like you are, I mean, it's, you were being hailed with gunfire and like in your head, you're like, okay, if I can pick this guy off, if I can do this, I can move forward. But no, I mean like you could see them. There would just be like a, a door open that would to just like an empty room and they would just be spawning, just sprinting out of there over and over, like as you were killing them and there was no way to stop it other than to like, get the guts to actually move forward. Um, the other big thing, like grenade throwing was like dialed up to 50 on the veteran mode. So it would be a thing where like also too, if you were sitting behind cover at any given point, I mean like plenty of times you would have like five grenade indicators around you. So you're having to like sprint from cover to cover and you can't advance. They're gunning you down. Like it was the, the most like it is probably the like completionist, trophy achievement whatever that like was the least worth it because it was the most bs out of (laughs) anything i've ever done um and there were i mean there was no point i mean it was just like okay i completed the hardest difficulty like and that was it like there's i don't know it was it was dumb and it's partially like why i like enjoy the sony system of things more because like with xbox it was just like okay for this, you're just getting like 15 achievement points. And like now you've right. just rounded out the number. Now it's just a thousand out of a thousand rather than it being like, oh, you've actually like you got something for this. Like had yeah. I gotten an actual trophy, like platinum trophy, you did everything. Maybe I would have felt a little bit better, um, but it right, was right. super dumb. Um, and then like a side one that like wasn't really frustrating, but just like, you know, was Took a, took me a while to get most recently, not most recently, but uh Nino Cooney back in the fall. Um got it. Yeah. I got that platinum and that one was like it it was just a lot of grinding. Like it wasn't like hard to get in that sense, but there's like there were specific things where it was like you gotta fill out the alchemy recipe book and you gotta do these things, and that required like you have to get this item from this one specific thing and it only drops at like three percent of the time. So you're having to like run back and forth and spawn this thing and do all this kind of stuff. And it was just like, it was frustrating in that sense, but also too, I mean, I, I will never not love Nino Cooney. So, I mean, just playing Nino oh, Cooney more and more. I mean, that's, you know, it's a, uh, not a, not a, not a bad thing. I'll, you know, um, nice. but yeah, what else you got, Corey? I think I have two more that I'm going to hit on one rather kind of quickly. Um, okay. So this was, so I talked about Jack and Daxter Pierce or like a scene being like a kid, like, Oh wow, I've done everything. And while like, I kind of knew that at the time playing kingdom hearts two was okay. one of the, probably like the first time where I truly was like, I've done everything in this game. I am talking yeah. that this is a game. I put in probably hundreds of hours as a kid. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking level 99 Sora. I have the yep. ultimate weapon. I have all the weapons. All my um, um, forms are level seven, all the way to the max. Okay. I've opened every chest. I've created every item. I uh, beat Sephiroth. Oh, I know. 
Look at you. Just Look absolute you. unit. Um, this was also a pre-final mix, which I also went through. Yep. And, uh, yep. and so this was before Sephiroth was nerfed. This is OG Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, there is no like extra limit breaks or all of that. Yep. It is. You have the one where you just wail on him a couple of times, um, which was tough to pull off as it is. And I, that it, I remember at one point I got to the end. I'm like, I've done everything. Absolutely, positively, everything this game has to offer. And I kept playing yep. it. And yep. I don't regret it one bit. But oh, this, yeah. the next one I, I want to talk about is probably the most authentic platinum trophy I think I've gotten. If that makes okay. sense. Um, and this was Ghost of Tsushima back in 2020 um, during okay. like the peak yeah. of COVID. Um, yeah. This was a game where I don't think I ever like fast traveled. I uh, it is such okay. a gorgeous game that I'm just riding the horse everywhere, just like stumbling and stumbling upon things to do, whether it's following uh, the foxes or the birds or finding like yeah. hot springs um, to rest at. This was one of the few games where I was just like, I'm not fast traveling. I just want to see quite literally everything there is. Um, found all of, like the headbands, everything like that. And I, once I rolled credits on the game, um, I went and looked at my trophy percentage, and it was like ninety something percent. Okay, it was all okay. was all that like I only had I think three left, and you know, um, one of them was the platinum trophy. Another one, um, which is one I didn't realize, um, was one was like kicking someone off of a high ledge and killing them that way. And then I think the last one okay. was finding all the uh, hot springs. So I quickly just found like the remaining two like okay. springs. And then I went and I, this is done all like the camps, everything like that, just because I loved being like the ghost and like waiting till like nightfall and then just like coming into a camp and just being an absolute menace in there. Yeah. Just yeah. such a joy. Um, but I remember I went to a spot where I knew enemies were and like had to like lead them up onto like this cliff face mountain because I tried like doing it off of like small little platforms and buildings and the trophy would not trigger for me. And so I led them all the way up to this mountain and I killed all of them but one and I'm just trying to get this kick off and I can't like position him right to like kick him over. So I'm just kicking him down. Over and over again, I can see his health bar getting low. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to do it. Like, I could easily like come back around and try and like again, but it probably took me like a good like four or five minutes of just like circling, waiting for him to get to like the edge. And eventually, I kicked him off, it triggered. But that was the game where it felt so authentic just to have the platinum trophy, not something I had to go hunt like in the Spider Man's where I had a good bit done. Um, but I still had to go out and be like, okay, I want the Platinums for these. Right. Let's go do X, Y, Z. Or like Last of Us Part 2, where I had a lot of it done as well. I'm like, well, I have to go back and like play the game again. This yeah. was, yeah. I finished the game. Oh, crap. I've, um, we're basically like, I've done it. Like, I just got two things to do and we're on our way. And that was a very yeah. like yeah. great feeling just to be lost in a game and get to the end and be like, oh, I don't have to go. Like, I pretty much have it. I don't have to go and like hunt this down or like really like grind or try super hard to do it. I just kind of have it done. And that, that was a very like just great feeling to have an experience to have of like, what a great game. Like, which is also, it is a great game. You should play it if you haven't. Um, yeah. And yeah, those, those are, that's probably just like a memory I look on fondly of when like a lot of games when you finish, it's like, okay, like I really really enjoyed that i really like that or like sometimes you know you don't as one that says well that didn't really do it for me i don't go somewhere wow that was that was really really good like i feel great about like my decision that i made at the end like and i really really dug that game like let's go look for the plat oh i don't have to go and i mean i do have to do the platinum but like it's done and yeah yeah, that, that kind of rounds Very out nice. um, for me. Uh, what about you? Um, so we're 
coming up a little bit on time, so I won't. I could just keep going forever. But like the the other big one that I wanted to mention was, um, which kind of like ironically kind of rounds out all three of my categories, where it's like uh, most fun and rewarding, most frustrating, hard. Um, Final Fantasy X, I think, kind of like falls. Which I mean, Final Fantasy games in general are very much that way, where they have pretty like robust like post game secondary stuff where it's like stuff that you like may never see. Um, but it's like, you'll find secret weapons and summons. And I mean, it's just all this stuff. And so final fantasy 10 very much was in that camp where it was like, you can play. I I'm a little too far removed from it to remember some of the specifics, but like some of it, I mean, I think like, some of the best weapons in the game, some of the like summons that you could get, you could get, you couldn't get until after you beat the game. Um, so you would beat the game and then there'd be like side, like harder bosses, harder dungeons, harder, like whatever. Um, and the big things that come to mind with Final Fantasy X were the celestial weapons, which were essentially like everybody had a celestial weapon that like, was like their, their best weapon. Um, and it also like by getting it and powering it up, it also kind of like had multiple uses where it was like, Oh, well now that you did this now, like this summon is also stronger. And they were kind of like multi-tier where you would get the weapon, but to like unlock its potential, you would have to find this other thing. And so, I mean, like, I think the big thing being like, it was, if you enjoyed Final Fantasy X, it was very rewarding. Like, here was this big yep. kind of, like, secret additional thing you could do. Um, it was very hard. Like, it was a thing where you had to go through and you had to do, like, a lot of specific stuff and go off the beaten path and, like, talk to this guy. and do Like, it was very kind of, like, cryptic in the way to actually figure out how to find these things. Um, and then in a couple of ways, it was very frustrating and very, like, borderline bullshit. Like, the... Um, the I think most notorious one being there was an item, there was a part to one of the okay. celestial weapons where to get it, you would have to. So, there's an area in the game that's like this plane where, like, plane is in like a field, um, yeah. where like thunder, like lightning would strike as you were running. Like, and so in the main game, it would like kind of it would teach you, okay, whenever you see it flash the screen, you need to dodge it or you'll get hit and take damage. Whatever. Right. Um, it was just kind of a weird thing, but like there's part to that is to find this like part of a weapon or whatever. You would have to dodge 200 of those lightning bolts in a row, like without <laughs> <What>? getting hit. <laughs> And then it would like essentially just spawn a treasure chest (laughs) that it would just be like, now you got it. You did a good job. And so like there were a couple of things like like that that. in a game. I don't know. Um, But I mean, like now if you play it, like I haven't played it since it has like trophies and stuff. But now if you play, I mean, there is a trophy for that, like dodging 200 consecutive lightning bolts and stuff. So, I mean, if you want the platinum for it, you have to do that um and i don't remember it being like super hard like i i think you could get it down but it was one of those things where it was like oh you missed at like number 176 okay well have fun starting over um i was gonna say is that that reminds me of hyperlight drifter there's like a trophy for like doing the double dash 800 times in a row which this is like the double dash is so hard what i found it so hard because to pull off because it's not like a XX dash, it's like an XX dash. Yeah. There's like a okay. odd, like, 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 like a delay quarter kind of. second that where it's like you, you can't yeah. like mash, mash, it's like mash, mash. And it's so yeah. hard to like yeah. mash, 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 like 800 yeah. times yeah. in a row. I could, I got to like five, yeah. 600 something multiple times and could never get it. Those types yeah. of trophies, no. man sadist make those types of trophies in games yeah yeah it's not great um but yeah Corey. i mean i i could or go sadistic. on for sadistic there, sorry <laughs> yeah that's yeah, the word i was there, wrong word sadistic <laughs> <laughs> um you know i could i could go on forever about like a bunch of different 
completionist stuff and just all these kind of things. Um, but we don't have time for that. Not on this show. No. We know we, no. we like to keep it tight around here, Corey. Um, so what I want you to do, I want to hear you talk to me and our listeners about a little bit of Elden Ring before we wrap up. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. All righty, we're back. Uh, Corey, Elden Ring, um, how are you feeling about it? You've uh, you've been playing for about a week-ish now, a little over a yep. week. Um, yep. You've had some more thoughts. You still enjoying it? Still enjoying it. I beat Margit the Fell. I felled mm-hmm. Margit, that son of a bitch. Um, so yeah, I made it to him. Um, kind of early on-ish and was just getting clapped. Um, yep. no other way to put it. And so I went and as you, you know, as you do, went through a couple more dungeons, leveled up, and I found a new like ash summon. It's like this big knight with this giant halberd. And I'm like, oh yep. yeah, this guy. He he's the one. And so I leveled up yep. enough to enough to where I could summon him and got and up my flask count enough to where I could like. Summon him, drink one, and then I have um, essentially like three bars of magic to work with because I'm going the Dex Intelligence build. Okay. And um, so once I leveled up, I got to Margit, and I summoned Big Papa Knight. I'm like, fight him, you giant asshole. And sorry, that's very <laughs> aggressive, but that's kind of how it was in the moment. It's very aggressive. And yeah, I, I mean, that's... Sorry. Um, and so poor, I poor Big Papa Knight. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Big Papa Knight fought Margit most of the time, and I just spammed like the Glintstone Pebble spell um, from a distance. Okay. And anytime he would get close, I'd switch it to my uh, Glintstone Sword with my uh, like Blood, uh, like uh, Ash of War or whatever it's called, sword, and would okay. just like hit him a couple times with that, and then like back away towards Big Papa Knight. Sorry, that's just what I call him. And yep, um, yep, yep. basically, like, make them, like, aggro back into each other. And, yeah, I took him down. Very satisfying. Uh, it was it was very close to me dying. And so then from there, went around, leveled up a little bit more, checked out the Weaving Peninsula a little bit more. Okay. I got yeah. opened up a, a chest, got thrown over into this giant acidic swamp. And this weird yep. Glintstone Cave, which I was super underleveled for. So I just yeah, had to dude. run away from that. So yep. checked out out around there a little bit, explored. I realized I'm very underleveled for this like red, like sky, like waste. I'm like, yep. we outie. And um, yeah, checked out the Weeping Peninsula, leveled up, and then worked my way through Stormville Castle. Holy crap. It's just the one thing I will say about the game is like it's and this is like talked about constantly. This is nothing new. This is not a new take. The uh, the knife birds. Is that what you're you're coming in? The the no, knife birds. They're not that bad. I just I know, I know I'm just joking. I just the, spend them with magic from a distance. They've gotten a lot they've gotten a very bad rap. Yeah, I imagine I I think I had some some spells around that time so they they're very trivialized by magic but if you're just like a melee user coming in trying to swing oh, yeah, down those eagles nightmares. yeah they're yeah go yeah. ahead sorry i wasn't no you're good <laughs> but the, the enormity of the game blows me away the fact that there's this oh, yeah. whole yeah. like lime grave area that i can run around explore there's multiple dungeons multiple bosses a giant dragon that just occupies this lake you know xyz and then you get a stormville castle and it's an entire it's like the um it reminds me of demon souls um like the tower the third area yeah it's like it's, it's an entire like gigantic castle that you have to work your way through and holy yep. shit it's awesome um, yeah. it's extremely difficult, extremely difficult. Um, but I worked my way through, um, uh, you get out to that courtyard area and I don't know what you did, but I didn't waste my time trying to fight everyone. I just ran by all of them uh-huh. and made my way up to that grace next to Godric. And I'm like, sweet, cool. I'm here. Let's get yeah. her done. Yeah. And so I fought yeah. Godric once so far. I fought him last night, man. I thought I was doing pretty well. 
um, until I triggered the second phase and Big Papa Knight was already dead. Um, I can't yep. summon him again. And um, that dr- spoilers. Yep. I don't know. Um, yeah. But there he has don't mention a- it. Just to, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just say he has a big AOE his, his attack. His second phase, yeah, his second brutal. phase changes up a little bit. Yeah, and so basically my, I one, I realized I was not doing nowhere near enough damage to him. Like, I was just scraping off little yeah. chunks. Yeah. yeah. And um, so now I'm like, okay, let's go, you know, level up, explore more. Like, that's what I do. And I, and I said it a while ago, and you've talked about it. There's one thing I appreciate. is like, okay, clearly I can't beat him. Let me go and just see what else like there is to do. And sure yep. enough, I will come back in probably like five, six hours. And I, I don't know if I'll be able to beat him, but I know I'll get considerably closer to beating him, if not beating yep. him. Yep. And that is like yep. real tangible progress I can make. And yeah, I mean, I'm digging it. It's good. It lives up to the hype. I still wish it had a quest log. Um, that is the only nitpick I can ever really make. Hey, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I agree. It's a more in because like more so than any other Dark Souls game. I mean, it's basically, you know, with all the legacy dungeons, like that is what any other Dark Souls game is. It's just like Stormvale and all of these like big castles and, you know, systems and whatever, plus an open world. So yeah, trying to keep track of all of that. I mean, there have been times where like right now where I'm looking at it and like I'll kind of try to look up, um, you know, because where I am, when you get kind of toward the end, you do kind of start running out of, okay, well, where else can I really go? Like where else can I really go to try and get some more levels if I need it or try and like, you know, whatever. And so there'll be times where I'm like looking it up and I'm like, okay, what is the recommended like progression through this game? Like, is there, is there an area that I missed that I should kind of go back to? And yeah, I mean, there are times that I'm looking through it and it's just like, hold on a second. You're good. (laughs) Completely forgot my train of thought. You're good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was talking about that. Um, what were you saying? Shit. Um, you, I mean, you were talking about just like the, the enormity of the game and, but also your yeah. level progression. And- okay. Okay. That's, that's where it was coming in. Jesus. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, at that point in the game, like I'll go and I'll look up kind of these progression arcs and see where all these places are and it'll mention and it'll be like, okay, like if you're on the, you can get to it this way, but if you're on the final part of this guy's quest log or quest line, then you can have this alternate way of getting in. Um, it's like, I don't even know who that is. Like, who is that person? Why did I never, like, I didn't, I didn't know they had a, I never even met them. Like, and so like, yeah, that's the thing is because the game is as big as it is. It legitimately just has so many moving parts, so many characters that are just, all over the place and it's so difficult to know like what standing you have with everybody and like yeah i mean from a completionist perspective that's difficult because you don't you don't want to necessarily like make this choice and lock out this character and not be able to do this and right. not be you know whatever um but yeah it's it's the nature of the elden ring Corey. you got to got to roll with it or, or hop on out yeah um but I'm glad you're enjoying it. I hope you. I hope we have uh, some further updates from you as you get along and you progress your way along to being the Elden Lord, old yeah. sir. Just working my way, working my way. Yeah, yeah. The lands between. Working my way downtown. But. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, Corey, we we uh we had some other stuff to talk about, but we're we're running a little long. We got a little. Overzealous we'll save it for about next our, week. Yeah, talking about our platinums, but um, yeah, next week, Corey, subject. I um, yeah, ne- next week I want to talk about um, I don't know. I guess depending on what we end up playing, I have full intention of um, intention, quote unquote, um, of playing some Kirby during yes. the week and having some thoughts on that. I've honestly got kind of hyped about Kirby. Like there've been a number of people who have been like, okay, I played through Kirby all the way to completion. And it like 
my opinion of this game is very high. Like oh, it is, yeah. it is a top tier contender. Like um, people have been really hot on it. I'm excited to try out some of the other big games that have been coming out recently. Um, so I'll have something new um, to talk about. I'm sure you will too. And yes. um, you know, yeah. Um, but Corey, until then, uh, can you tell us where to find you when we want to find you? Oh, of course, of course. If you'd like to request olives from me, um, you can follow me over on Instagram at uh, hash schlingen thrasher um, or over on Twitter. DMs at are open. Just uh, yeah. hit him up and he'll uh, send you a jar. I'll send you a jar of olives that you can eat in a year. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. at stay thrashy. But as always, follow us over at arcade underscore cozy. Yes, sir. You can yep. find me personally on uh, Twitter at Swiss Fun Joe on Instagram at Four Point Pixel, um, but you can also find us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram um, because it is just you know we're we're rolling we're doing it. Um, but yeah. yeah, you guys. Um, oh, also, if you want to send us an email, do it ArcadeCozy at Gmail dot com, and um, yeah. we don't mention it enough, but uh, he's a champ. Uh, intro music. Uh, Johnny Be Good 89 on Instagram. Johnny Be Good. He's making fat beats constantly. Big uh, big video game lover himself. Um, yes. So check him out if you like the music that you're hearing. Um, he's got a lot of it. Um, but yeah, Corey, uh, hope you hope you find success with Godrake. I hope you get to play your, uh, your tiny Totino's uh, Pizza Wonderlands oh, yes. uh, this week. Same. And um, yeah. Until next time, uh, we'll uh, we'll see you then. Uh, yeah. What what do what do what do we say, Corey? You you say it this time. You you say it. I can't <laughs> well, I can't remember. What do you what do we say? Life is hectic. <laughs> uh, why should your hobbies be? Uh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Two. That, yeah. That's yeah. Woo. Right? Yeah, okay. Okay. Cozy. Bye bye. Okay. See y'all. Love you. See ya.